ladies and gentlemen. And this is opposing the Matrix. I was going to make a wisecrack, but I thought it better. I better not. Um, yeah, it's posing a matrix, and it's uh, six thirty-two on the Pacific Coast, the left coast, the commie coast, and uh, but you can't really say that anymore because the the, the Atlantic coast is the same way for the most part, um, and it's uh, the thirtieth of November, the last day of November of uh, twenty twenty. And guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, opposing the matrix um, actually started. In December of 2010, so it's our 20th our 10th anniversary. Um, I, I guess I better go back to math class or something. But um, anyway, so uh, I, I think toward uh, maybe the middle of the month we'll have a special, some kind of special um, uh, radio show just to talk about that stuff. But uh, uh, we weren't on the air last uh, Monday night, folks, and. Uh, variety of different reasons and uh it was weird it was like i just um i know eric you said you weren't feeling good but i just felt zapped i felt like i had no energy whatsoever like i was um uh you know like i ran on batteries and i was down to and um i was like a cell phone down to like two percent batteries and ready in the red ready to go down and um so i know you weren't feeling good and um so Brian was very gracious. I, I wrote to him and told him that I wasn't feeling that well. So we uh, yeah. gave it up. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been I've been sick for about two months actually, um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't feeling very well Monday. Uh, just a lot of fatigue, and then I, you know, uh, come Wednesday night, I I think you know Thanksgiving and even through through Sunday, I I, I slept more than. I don't know. I have in a long time, and um, I'm finally getting better. Oh, well, hallelujah! After, Good after deal. Two months. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a terrible host, folks. Um, you know who I am, uh, but uh, we have Eric here, and you know him, and uh, Brian's here too. So, gentlemen, uh, hello. Hello. Hi there. Hey. Hey, all right. So we're all three uh, ready and raring to go. Um, tonight's topic, uh, you know how it is on this show, folks. You know, we, we always have a topic, and we, we try to stick to it as best as possible, but we do end up going down those rabbit holes and um, or rabbit trails or whatever you call them, and uh, every once in a while we have to remember, hey, you know, we were supposed to talk about this, so we'll try to keep on track tonight, but we're going to talk about um, or the subject matter is supposed to be anyway, um, do you feel defeated? And boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, with all the stuff that's going on, we were talking before the show, and I said, you know, in the morning you hear that Pennsylvania is going to go for Trump, and then in the afternoon you hear that, that you know, that it went, it's still going for Biden. And and the same thing with, uh, oh, with George, George is, uh, I don't know, it's it's almost like a hopeless story. But uh, we, well, there we go. <laughs> um talking about not having any hope but um we do know that there are our procedures that still have to be played out and um but uh, uh eric um what i wanted to do real quick is ask you because um we've been noticing that QAnon's been posting some very interesting stuff and um you've been sharing a lot of that on on our you know with, with each other all three of us and um but um so uh, 
what do you got in the way of, if you have any, um, QAnon news? Have you heard anything new today or within the last couple of days that we could share? Well, not anything new since the 13th, actually. Uh, that's a, the, the last post that Q had put on. Um, you know, but what I can say um, is, you know, keep your eye on uh, Pennsylvania because it seems like that's looking like the first state that's actually going to probably reach the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. And that'll actually probably be the state that flips first. Right. And then from there, you're going to start seeing a domino effect um, of other, you know, um, you know, like Georgia, Georgia, they won't even they did a recount, but Trump wanted them to basically validate signatures with the ballots and they refused. Right. And now they're they're asking to seize the or hold the, the voting machines uh, so that they can examine them. And they're actually erasing all the software and data on all the voting machines against what they've been telling them to do. So they don't mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to burn ballots. They're trying to basically erase all the software that's. And the data that's on these voting machines before we can even get to them. Yeah. Um, that's not what you do when you win an election. You know, if you won, let's just validate it. You know, the data uh-huh. on the voting machines, uh, and then we'll uh, then you know, if you are the winner, you're the winner. I can say that. But they they're not doing it. They're doing the opposite of that. They're doing everything to cover up their tracks. Right. Now it turns out they have USB uh, thumb drives that they can plug into voting machines that. Uh, can uh you know change votes or add fifty thousand votes you know here and there to you know to wherever they want um mm-hmm. these voting machines are the most hackable thing um that anybody anybody can really do in fact they had they had a student um hack one in like seven minutes <laughs> yeah I saw that video and then they had another professor i think from harvard oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, they're jo- they're joked they they're an absolute joke yeah um, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I see this on two fronts, you know, this being fought through the civil court. But then, you know, it's all the other stuff, the um, the all these foreign companies that are responsible for actually counting all our votes. That happens overseas. Do you guys right. know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Frank, Frank for Germany. Right. Right. Well, yeah. they seized. They they sent, uh, the, you know, the, the people in to be. Yeah, well, they sent actual people in to to seize the the servers and the and the the data because they want the raw data um, to back this up as far as coming, you know, back to the Supreme Court. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. So, but I want to let people know people died getting that. Oh, I didn't know that. Died. Really? Yeah, they had people there, um, and they had a shootout and everything. We really? killed some. Yeah, yeah. In fact, all uh. Give me a second here, if you if you want. I yeah, can sure. Pull up the, I'll and pull this it up. is on Q. This is on the Q report. This is actually from Anonymous, I think. Um, let me just find. Well, no wonder they had to send in special forces to do it. Yep. Yeah. So you know that's the thing that people need to realize that you know there are people that are paying with their lives to basically save this country. Yeah. So wow. here's what it says. Um, it, he says, at this very minute, a COVID war is raging across the globe, pitting Trump, DOD, and DIA defense intelligence agencies against black hat deep state factions running the CIA. Mm-hmm. The good news is Trump is winning. 
As you know by now, the DOD launched a raid on a CIA-run server from Frankfurt. That's what you mentioned, Brian, mm-hmm. in Germany, right. just to secure servers that contain proof of CIA interference with the 2020 election. Uh, they used to backdoor manipulation of election results via Dominion voting machines, which we've already talked about on this show already. Right. But new information is now surfacing that indicates that there was a firefight at the server farm facility. Um, involving the U.S. Army Special Forces units engaging with CIA-trained paramilitary units that were flown in from Afghanistan Afghanistan in an emergency effort to to defend the facility. So we basically have factions within our own military and government that are actually on the wrong side. Oh, Um, my goodness. And we... You know, basically that info, kind of like Hydra, you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys can think, yeah. But one CIA officer was killed during the firefight, and he's now being reported across the mainstream media as being killed in Somalia. Five U.S. Army soldiers were also killed, and they were also being explained away as dying in a helicopter crash in Egypt. Despite the deaths, the servers were successfully acquired by the DOD, and those servers are turned over to President Trump's private intelligence group, which is now once again led by General Michael Flynn. Yeah. See, this, this is you know this Flynn was going to come back into the fold of this, and he's going to lead the charge on this. Uh, recently, uh, pardoned and now allowed to process top secret information since the security clearance has now been restored. Here's where it gets good. Sidney Powell is about to roll out expert witnesses in Georgia and Michigan lawsuits. One of these witnesses has been handed details of the vote theft, which were acquired to the two means, the Kraken, the cyber warfare program run by the DOD, and number two, information found on the servers, which were acquired during multiple raids. They were also server raids in Barcelona and Toronto, as we were told. I knew about uh, Canada, that they were Uh raided on there, because that's the Dominion software company, I think, actually – has an office in Canada. So we have Toronto, Barcelona, and Frankfurt, Germany, where they raided. So that makes sense. So hmm. so they're, 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 they're gathering all the, basically all the proof that they need to, um, even though they're, you know, they're destroying voting machines, burning ballots, you know, destroying ballots, erasing, you know, the data on the voting machines. Um, with all this, and along with the real-time monitoring that they did on election night, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to run from this. So good, but, good. So that's kind of where we're at now. But yeah, and I heard that. Um, I read actually that uh, when it comes to the Supreme Court, and they they had to um, you know break down in a lot of things to different justices, and. Um, uh, I can't remember the names of them to save my life, but uh, there's an Italian guy in there, and I can't remember his name. Alito, I think, isn't it? Um, he was um, given, um, I think, Pennsylvania, and another one was given Michigan. And, and so they have all the justices divided up as to what uh, states they can um, they can be basically experts on when, it, when all this comes down, the push comes down to shove. But I, I keep having to remind people that, uh, you know, there there is the 12th Amendment alternative. And um, so this thing is far from being over. And, um, and and maybe for people that feel that it's hopeless, that's a good thing that they should know that. Because um, 
Trump is not going to let this die. He's not going to give up, no matter who tells him to throw the hat in. Um, he's not well, going to throw it in. That's just it. You know what? What this is really exposing is we've we've known on the left. Um, you know they're pretty much adamant and vocal about their opposition to to him and General Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's what it's really starting to show is you know the other side of the coin. Right. That same coin on the Republican side. Right. Right. Pay attention to the politicians that you know you know even out of the gate after the election who are calling for Trump to concede mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's basically saying there's no evidence of voter fraud yeah right you're seeing all kinds of them yeah. you know traitors but <laughs> and I, but you know it's it's kind of like this right it's the, it's the election they think that they've won now a lot of these moles are popping their heads up, right? Right. Especially even the Republican side. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So they can kind of get a lay of the landscape as to, you know, who's who's co- you know, basically cahooting with who, and now we're actually getting um, kind of an idea, you know. Right. Uh, even even well, through some of these legislatures where they're basically saying there's no fraud and they're they're denying these appeals. Um, even though they have all this evidence and they won't look at it, you know, um, there's, a, you know, corrupt people, corrupt judges, um, uh, you know, corrupt people in these state legislation um, branches in these states. Um, I think they knew that ahead of time, that it was the swamp runs deep. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, like I, I've always said, it's, it's going to be on both sides. Um, of course. Yeah. And I do think I, I I do think that um, when this is done and over with, uh, you know, there isn't going to be probably the two-party system that we once had. So, uh-huh. um, in fact, I'm, to be honest, yeah, uh, I will probably be registering the independent pretty quickly here anyway. Yeah. There's not a, a, another uh, opposing party um, to the Republican Party in general. So, mm-hmm. uh, not that everybody's bad there, but it's been taken over. Um yeah, it's, so people. Well, I've always said that, um, and, and people get tired of me saying this, but um, there's an old Scottish song called um, Loch Lomond, and basically it says, you know, it's it's saying you take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before you, and it goes on. But anyway, that's the the key point right there is that they're both going in the same direction. They're both going to Scotland. You know, just, there's just two different routes, and that's the way that the uh, the political system is anymore. You know, um, you got the the low road or the swamp people that are you know heading in one direction, but you got a lot of people in the Republican Party that are taking what they call the high road. You know, but they're really swamp creatures like the, like the other people are just a different kind of swamp creature. Um, you know, your your John McCain's and your um, uh, Mitt Romney's and, and things like that, and, and Mitt Romney's been getting pretty bold lately. Um, but you know what? I got a question for you guys. Um, and, and Brian, maybe, maybe I'll start off with you is, is, um, now when I lived in California, you could, you could either go to a polling place or you could ask for a, um, an absentee ballot. And, uh, but up here, and I, I know Brian knows this, uh, up here there, um, you oh. know, everything's mail-in. 
Uh, I mean, you could go to your county seat and actually do it right there. Um, but uh, for the most part, it's all mail-in. And, and that is why I stress so hard um, for the last couple of months that that everybody bring their uh, their um, ballots into their whatever authority it is uh, that that uh, does that in their county. Here, I, I brought it to the courthouse up in Albany. Uh, I brought both of them up there and, and dropped them off. But, you know, even then, you don't know what happens to them after that, you know. So it, it kind of makes you have less faith in the electrical, electoral system, excuse me. Um, but, Brian, uh, do they still do it that way down there uh, where you can walk in or 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 or, or at, do an absentee ballot or is it uh, has it has it changed? I haven't been there in quite a while now, so. You, you can do absentee, do mail voting, or you can go in. We we went to the polls and voted, but the machines are different this year. Last the last election, there was a little bubble, and you poked a hole in whatever candidate you wanted to vote for. Right. This year, it's all computerized, and you did it on a screen, like a cell phone's kind of a screen, mm-hmm. and then it gave you the whole thing at the end. You went over it, and then you stuck it in this machine, and it sucked it in. And, took huh. Huh. and it's like it just seemed like uh, this is weird. It's like you didn't hand it to anybody. You didn't put it in a box. The machine took it. Like it's almost like an ATM machine when you put your card in the machine and it takes the card. Right. Imagine something that's enough to take a sheet of paper eight by eleven, in which is your voting sheet, and you just sucked it right in. And we're looking at each other like, um, is this vote really going to be counted? Right, and because it's a computerized machine, you can hack into these things. And at the same time, they passed a law in California. I think it was this year that uh, you had to check voter ID before you could vote. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This was like months and months ago. Well, we went to vote. Um, Loretta and I, we uh, went to vote. They never checked our ID, our our driver's license. Really? They just. It just asked me my address, and I verbally told him my address. Okay, you can vote. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, and the whole thing about the census, like down here we had to fill the census out. Right. They, they had questions about people living in your house, and they asked, like, the same question four different ways. You know, is anybody from a foreign land living with you, or is anybody Hispanic living with you, is anybody this? And they asked that question four or five times. And if they are living with you, don't count them. That's what oh, it really? said. Oh, really? Huh. Uh-huh. Don't, don't count them. Don't add them. And so... Wow, that's um, bizarre. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, I think the voting system has been rigged for a few elections now, but I think this time it's so bad because there was so much at stake. And the Democrats know, they know, and we know, they could not beat Trump unless they cheated. There's right. no way. Right. You don't get 58,000 people at a rally in Michigan the night before the election and lose the election in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And and Trump, I mean, Trump, Biden got 15, 15, right. most of them reporters the same night. Yeah. So uh, it's just well, it's rigged. They don't want Trump. Well, in he there got because they want to bring in the new world order. They want to bring in a new government. And Trump messed it up because four years Hillary was supposed to do that. Yeah. And uh, Obama set the groundwork for Hillary Mm -hmm. and Trump messed it up. 
and his deplorables, the magas, uh, us, yeah. we messed it up. So it's just, it's a government coup takeover. The next thing will be guns. Right. That's what's going to be next. It's going to be war, civil war. I hate to even say that. Well, it's coming. Where, We've seen it for where, a long time. That's, right? where, that's where it's going, mm-hmm. you know, because there's too many people living in this country. They've been free. They love their freedom. They're not going to put up with not going to church, uh, not right. able to go to the beach or go uh, do something you normally could do under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you have a bunch of people who are want to bring in a socialist communist country. So um, it, there's going it's it's brooding for for a fight if if Trump doesn't win. Right. Hey, I, I just got a question, guys, um, from one of the uh, listeners, and uh, they're asking, uh, didn't today's Giuliani-Arizona uh, investigation slash discussion help Trump? I didn't even know there was one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. there was. Today. I haven't had an opportunity to actually watch it yet, uh, but I am aware of it. So oh, it was similar okay. to the one that they had in Pennsylvania, but they're just going over the the basically proven the um, voter fraud discrepancies, but I, I need to actually go and watch it and so I can actually report on it in more detail. But well, yeah, same here because this is the first I'm hearing yeah. of it. Yeah, it was it was today or yesterday. I can't remember, but huh? Okay. Yeah, it was it was today, and uh, I heard that maybe I'm heard it wrong that the governor certified the election for Biden in Georgia. I heard that today. Yeah. So, but you know, they're it's it's weird because I think the governor of Georgia is a Republican. I think, and the but the the, yeah. the house um, the house there is Democrats. Yeah. And he he came out with the lead Democrat, the governor of Georgia, and they said they certified the election and that it was a fair election and that there's nobody should worry about anything. He did this publicly with a Democrat, the governor, who's a Republican. So right there's a red flag. Republican and a Democrat are agreeing on something. Something's wrong, especially when there's all these fraudulent votes that were witnessed by these poll watchers and these poll workers who signed legal affidavits that they could go to prison for if they're lying, saying that there was cheating. But yet... they're saying that the election was totally honest. Huh. So, yeah. Man, oh man, better. Yeah, so it's, it's it's so bad. You know, even um, you know, I think it's Kemp who it is, the governor there. I think. Um, yeah. Georgia. Um, even Trump made a comment about about him. You know, um, they they all they did was re, recount what they had, but they what they wanted was to actually do signature verification against the votes and uh, they refused and, and just went ahead and certified the results. Anyway, they are literally just trying to shove this through mm-hmm. as quickly as possible without right. any validation and proof, because that is the only hope that they have. Cause I've always said, this is there's a lot of people implicated in all this. And unfortunately it is, um, there are Republicans too. So you see these people pop their heads up, and all of a sudden, you know, they get real shifty, you know, like Romney. Right. Um, Romney's involved with Ukraine. 
know, his, yeah. his sons are implicated in it as well, along with the Bidens. So they have a lot to lose. There's just a lot of corruption going on. And, yeah. uh, you know, Trump is that, um, you know, he's that whirlwind, you know, that just tears everything up, you know. Yeah, he's, just, getting, he's, he's getting the enemies of the country to expose themselves for who they are. That's what he's doing before he just he crushes them. But yeah, that's it's it's important to know who you're going to arrest before you arrest them. I guess you know. Well, it, but, it helps. It helps identify. See, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's very it's it's a, a very intelligent move um, on you know his part and even on the you know the military that's assisting him. So well, there there was a. Um, I don't know what his office was. He was either a congressman or a senator back in the 1950s that made the comment that if the uh, American people knew what the government was doing, that they would rise up tomorrow and put an end to it. <laughs> now, this is back in the 1950s. Um, this is back in the McCarthy era. Remember when McCarthy was calling out communists yeah. and they uh, they basically blackballed him and uh, and ruined his life. And uh, and the swamp existed back then too, I do believe, and and um, I think it's been existing probably since uh, the Wilson administration at least. Um, you know, getting bigger and bigger as as uh, years and decades progress. But um, it's just uh, I, I just respect Trump so much because he's 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 hitting it head on and he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care what what happens, and it's beautiful. You know, everybody else worries about, oh, their reputation, their legacy. You know, your legacy isn't going to mean squat when when Yeshua returns, and he's going to put you down anyway if you're still around. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, uh, and your legacy is not going to be a life jacket for you to wear in the lake of fire. You know, it's... Uh, they don't. They don't realize yeah. the ramifications of uh, their. They're not just doing this uh, as uh, destroying the American Republic, but what they're doing is um, committing just about every one of the seven things that the Lord says He hates. You know, and and and, and these people aren't going to fare well at the end, and it's um, because this. Well, look what happens. You know, it's. Uh, we're, we're being told now that there's people that are making open threats against anybody that supported Trump. You know, oh yeah, yeah. well we're going you know, to better watch out because we're going to come after you. It's like well, they're building they're building lists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're 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 openly stating this. Um, you know, because they think they have won, uh-huh. but it's going to be their it's going to be their downfall for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if this is happening to you guys, and because um, all three of us are are, are employed, and um, but I, I've noticed that um, I work with scads of Democrats, don't tons of them, you know, and um, and we're we're clearly we clearly know who's who. Okay, there's a marked delineation between, uh, you know, who you can talk in front of and who not to talk in front of. Okay. I have noticed, though, that the the, um, the liberals and the leftists, whatever term you like to use, um, have been very quiet. Um, they're not they're not talking about this at all. Usually, you know, they'd be braggadocious. They'd be, oh, we won, you lost, ha ha. Things are going to get back to normal. Nothing, though. Nothing has been said about it. And I'm like, this is weird because usually you can't keep a liberal's mouth shut, you know. So I I think that. No, this is just me. I want to weigh in on what you guys think, but I think that there's a. They know. They just know that 
There is so much uncertainty about this that it could go either way. And so they're, you know, they don't want to prematurely put their foot in their mouth, uh, and, um, and have to eat humble pie, so to speak. But, uh, have you guys seen that at your workplaces too, uh, that people are just very careful about what they say, um, especially the, the leftists and they're not, uh, being, uh, braggadocious about, uh, the, the state of things and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, the results of the election? Well, in my line of work, since I work in IT, um, they have allowed the vast majority of people to work remotely from home. Oh, okay. Um, through this, so those people are already working at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really had an opportunity, but it hasn't been a work environment for me where I've had to be overly cautious because, let's face it, the, the majority of um, my state is conservative, so we don't. Right. They're 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 not majority. In fact, they're pretty small. They're actually a shrinking minority that continues to shrink um, in our state in terms of their um, political power and all that. So, yeah, I personally have not. Um, huh. I do know I know a number of liberals in in my office that you know post on Facebook, and I can see you know where they stand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do know, and I, I won't say the name, and I won't say where, but there's a prominent clergyman um, that posted on Facebook calling for the arrest, uh, the the arrest, or for Trump to concede and to and calling for his arrest. Really? Yeah. Huh. I won't say what church denomination. I won't say his name just for my sake and that. But um, um, and it was interesting when he made the statement. Um, he actually admitted initially that he was hesitant to make the statement to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a little bizarre. Like even he, I think, is a little shocked that Biden won, or at least from his perception, has won. Right. Um, which I think a lot of them are, you know, because when you think about it, I mean, think, you know, he got 80 million votes, guys. Right. He's more popular than he's more. He's a rock star. He's more popular than Barack Obama. But, you know, when I make that statement, you know, that's not true. Right. 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 You know, it's not true. So Mm -hmm. what you're seeing isn't actually what actually took place. Right. They're so they were so scared of losing that they committed massive voter fraud on a scale that was just so over the top mm-hmm. that now it's very almost obvious. You know, even like, for example, in Arizona, Maricopa County, which is one of the, the bigger county, I think, in Arizona. Yeah. I think Obama is. got maybe 500, 600,000 votes. Uh-huh. Joe Biden got like 1.1 million. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and beat Trump yeah. in, the, yeah. in there. And, uh, you know, and you see that anomaly all over. Like, I mean, just performed beyond anything Barack could, you know, ever obtain. But we know that Barack is is far more popular, you know, right, right. amongst you know his people and stuff like that. And Biden hardly even campaigned. Yeah, he know. never came out of his basement. He stayed there the whole no, time. No, you know, and you know it's not. It, you, you can sense that you know it's not right. Um, so, what about uh, you, Brian? Have you noticed any uh, 
Any changes? Have you noticed it's been more quiet or or anything else? I don't well, know what, well, what your work atmosphere is like, so I can't don't know how to well, ask. It's, it's really uh, it's not strange. It's actually pretty encouraging. Um, California is known as a really blue state. Lots of liberals and leftists here, but actually, I think the state has flipped the other way. But because of the cheating and the and they had they had cheating in California too. The media's not talking about it. They had right. the same thing with ballots, the same thing with the machines. Uh, that um, that raid they did in Germany that Eric was talking about, they they got files and information on that we that we saw. And remember, it showed the map of the United States, and California was red. I mean, a week before the election. In the most liberal cities in America on the coast where I live, they had a 60-mile-long Trump train of cars, 60 right. miles, go right through the heart of these cities, Manhattan Beach, you know, uh, Madondo Beach, Hermosa Beach. These are surfing communities, lots of money, lots of liberals, very, very liberal here. And... Um, we were at uh, Trader Joe's just a few days ago, and we were getting out to go shopping about putting money in the meter. And I made a comment about the election, and I was I was kind of griping <laughs> to my wife about it, you know, like you know, just because of what's going on. And some guy a few feet away heard what I said, and he goes, "Yeah, me too." And next thing I know, I'm, his wife shows, "Yeah, it's, it was stolen." And then another person, completely different, looked like a surfer guy. Uh, young middle aged not middle aged guy, server looking guy said the same thing. You never looking at him, you would never think he was a Trump voter. And then another woman walked up, probably in her seventies, late seventies, same thing. So wow. there's a lot yeah. of Trump in California. I think if they had an actual fair election here, like right now, and Gavin Newsom ran, he would lose me in a landslide. Yeah, and I think the Democrats know this has gone through the whole country, except for well, a few pockets. Most well, of America's turned red. Yes, even, I agree. I agree with Brian. Yeah, even Democrats, liberal Democrats, that are going for Trump, and I've actually talked to Democrats that voted for Biden, which they hadn't. Yeah, they see now, and they said we basically stabbed ourselves in the back by voting for him. Uh huh. And yeah. Uh, because these people love the First Amendment. They want the Second Amendment. These people buy guns. They go to church. They're, they're Democrat liberals, but they they love this country, and they, they were lied to by Biden. So my point is there's a lot of Trump supporters in California. Matter of fact, um, I think it was yesterday, don't quote me, maybe the day before, in Huntington Beach, which is Orange County. It's the adjacent county to L.A. County. It's a conservative county. Oh yeah, and they've been opened up. Yeah, and they've been opened up for months. And the governor came against them and said, "You need to close down this last." They said, "We're not closing down." And I can't remember what happened if they did or not, but they they didn't want to close down. Well, I guess uh, they um, had a protest. Trump supporters, uh, I think it was yesterday in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is the beach that you see on television with the surfers and the 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 concrete sidewalks along the beach and people roller skating. That's, that's where they film those, most of those scenes. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a surfing tourist town. And 
The town, I'm not sure the population, it's not real big, maybe 15 to 20,000. There were thousands of people that were protesting because Gavin Newsom, now I remember it was a few days ago, he made a, um, a uh, you had to be in, inside by 10 o'clock at night and you couldn't come out of your house until 5 in the morning. It was a curfew, and we're still under that curfew. They huh. defied his curfew, and there's probably five to 10,000 people marching up and down the highway, the Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, protesting this right. and calling for Gavin Newsom to be impeached, calling some other things I can't repeat on, right. on the show. Right. And what I'm saying is more and more people are tired of the lockdowns. More and more people, including liberal Democrats, are tired of it, too. And people are starting to, to rise up. It's, this isn't a parade to get Trump elected. This is now coming against the Democrat leaders of the states to get them out. And right. um, if Biden wins, it's not going to go away. It's going to amp up because people, the more they're going to clamp down on us, the more people are going to resist because they know that this pandemic is a scamdemic. Right. And that they took something that was, you know, a, a real disease, but they made it way worse than it really is, hurt our schools, hurt us. People are losing their jobs in restaurants and businesses all over the place. And when people get desperate, they do desperate things. That's right. You're losing your house. You're losing your money. You're losing your job. You're desperate. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these Democrat leaders realize that they're – fueling the fire and uh i i don't i don't think there's gonna be violence like right now or anything like that but i believe protests are going to pick up more and more and to answer your question there's not a lot of people down here that i meet that are for biden right it's shocking right well yeah. i think um you know and this is what i've been saying i think you know mark taylor said that this would be a red wave and I think what's actually going to end up happening is, you know, the crit some of these critical states will get overturned and Trump will win this thing. But in desperation, um, they're going to the – it's going to force the hands of the Democrats to demand a manual recount through not just these critical states but all swing states. And then it's actually going to expand into blue states. Right. And they're going to find out that – not only did Trump win, but he pretty much wiped out the electoral map, if not everything. And I, and I do think California did, in fact, went re go went red. And I, I think over the course of time, we're actually going to find out the answer to that. So, well, you know, I don't being out here, you know, and, and knowing when the polls close and watching that night. I, I think the the polls closed. I think in California at eight o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, and mm -hmm. by by eight o nine, they already had California blue. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to count, you know, what 15 million votes, and that's probably a conservative number, uh, in in that amount of time in 15 minutes. You know, I'm sorry, but wow. you know, there, there's. Well Nobody's going to believe that. Well, there are gullible people that'll believe it, and they're all over. The place. I want you guys. I want you guys to think about, think about something. The Democratic Party is a is a party of depopulation, abortion, lifestyles that don't produce children. Right. 
right? Not that everyone, every Democrat is, but you have a large portion, you know, percentage that are this way. Don't believe have, having children, you know, replace the concept of having children with, you know, a pet or a plant or a horse or, sorry, that's probably a little. No, blow no, blow, that's, it's, it's, kinda, honest. it's honest. It, it, it's honest. Oh. It's, it's, it's honest, but the thing is, I, I think they actually are a party that has been dying for quite some time, and they have not been a majority for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think they've had to prop up their voting with fraud in order to stay relevant, because everything that they have said to do is anti-life. So they're not replacing their numbers. They're dying, actually. They're not the majority. We have always been the majority. Um, and it's, it's just, you, you go look around who's actually having the most kids. It's a, it's always, you know, <laughs> it's, it's Christians, Catholics, uh, Mormons, uh, and you know, Jewish people, yeah. they have the most offspring. So how are we losing? Exactly. We're, we're, we're being exactly. defrauded. We're, we're being robbed. We're the, we're the majority, but we have a minority somehow controlling with a big microphone that they are the majority and they are not. Right. I think that's what this process is going to end up exposing is the fact that, you know, we're actually the majority, but because of all these fraudulent methods of cheating, they've been able to defraud a, in the election in a blue state isn't actually technically a blue state. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel bad really like, you know, for example, even next to me in the state of Minnesota, there were Trump signs everywhere. Trump signs like you've never seen before, but yet somehow he lost that, ele- you know, Minnesota. And I'm telling you, yeah, they defrauded that thing. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly. Just like some of these, just some of these other states as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe we, you know, one other thing we should maybe talk about is that whole fear thing. Sure. Um, because I'm running into a lot of that. You know, mm-hmm. people um. Are looking on the mainstream media and you know reacting out of fear um, that this is hopeless. They want to think that this is over, and I've always echoed this, and so is Mark Taylor would say the same thing. Turn off the MSM mainstream media news. Exactly. Do not watch. Do not watch it. Don't even watch watch Fox News. Because there's two things that are going on. They put subliminal messaging in the commercials to instill fear in you. That's why you're panicking. And number two, there's there's some type of hertz frequency used in these broadcasting stations that also affect your emotions. Exactly. And I haven't had cable. I haven't had cable TV for ten for ten years. So I'm walking around basically, you know, with the alternative media that I've been watching um telling people what's going on and some of them are just looking at me as if i've got three heads on my shoulders you know <laughs> yeah or that. they'll say oh that sounds great or oh well i hope you're right uh yeah maybe uh you know they they don't want to listen you know they're mm-hmm. they think what is being projected on the media is actually the truth but i can tell you right now the vast majority of the media that's in control um, is no longer a source of truth. 
it is a political arm of the Democratic Party, propaganda machine, and tied and connected to the globalists. Right. This goes to the Fox. You've you've seen this all of a sudden with Fox News. This is the whole thing, the art of war thing. You know, with Trump pretending, you know, basically acting like he's losing. And then now these guys are coming out of the woodwork, you know, even people that you thought maybe were on your side, uh, now exposing yourself because Fox News is owned by the Murdochs. Oh, the Murdochs are tied in with the globalists. They're tied in with the MSM as, as well. So mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Don't watch MSM media. Don't watch Fox News. Find the alternative medias. I would recommend uh, – uh, what is it? Next News Network is uh, it yeah, called. Uh, Newsmax is Sorry, really good. Newsmax, yeah. excuse me. Uh-huh. And then there's one other one. Um, OAN. Yes, that would yeah. be the, the other one. If you want to tune into something, that would be a good place. But find alternative methods of of of, of media because what is on the news, the mainstream news, is so twisted, so corrupt. So so much lying through the teeth that it's no longer a valid point of truth, and none of us should be watching it. Right. So I don't. Right. I don't watch it, and I'm not living in fear. Right. And it's amazing the contrast and the difference between, you know, not watching that, living in fear, or these people that are watching it and are in complete fear, because um, well, they're trying to make you think that you know that Trump is lost and you know there's no hope. You need to accept it. You need to do this and. You know, we don't need to be doing that at all. I found that fear when you watch the uh, the real news that your fear turns into an anger. <laughs> and, you know, it replaces yep. the fear, and yep. um, yeah. anger is not necessarily a bad thing if it's a righteous anger because um, it's not. It's, it is not unrighteous to hate lying, uh, cheating, um, fraud, and everything else. Those are things that God's against, and we can be against too. Um, now, I mean. Uh, hating it to the point where you, you know, you you pick up a weapon and go to do something. That's that's a whole different story. But uh, you're allowed to to get mad at what's going on. Um, you know, Brian just sent something, and it's something that I've been sending out to people too. And Brian, I'm going to share it if you don't mind. Um, yeah. There's uh, there's a, a thing that's out there, and it's it says, "Well, uh, meet Warren Wilhelm Jr." It says, and it's got a picture of this um, typical 19, late 70s uh, haircut, you know, the curly hair, curly long hair. Uh, Kids as skinny as a rail. Um, Boy, has that changed. Um, But anyway, it says, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, parents had to leave federal jobs because they were communists. He left college to go to Nicaragua in the 80s and greatly admired the Soviet-backed socialist Sandinistas. He returned to America and joined the Nicaragua Solidarity Movement of, of New York, whose goal was to end democratic social, to uh, excuse me, to end capitalism, replace it with democratic socialism. When he married in '94, he honeymooned in Cuba said he was very proud of his Marxist work, worked for both of the Clinton's campaigns. In 2001, he changed his name to Bill de Blasio. Now, being the curious person that I am, um, what I did is I said, well, I'm going to, you know, there's probably a thousand places online, Rob, I mean, um, uh, Republican or or, or right-leaning places where I would find this, but just for the heck of it, I'm going to go to Snopes and see what they have to say about it. 
Okay, because if, if you're going to want to read what the other side has to say about something, go to Snopes because they're about as credible as, um, uh, I don't know, the, the value of um, Confederate money nowadays. Um, but anyway, um, and they agreed with all this, or most of it, I should say, um, that, yeah, he was born Warren Wilhelm Jr., and that he did change his name, and that he was in Nicaragua and everything else. And I'm like, wow, if Snopes is saying this, now this is the, this is the guy that's the mayor of New York City that has basically taken everything that Giuliani did to fix in New York City and has destroyed it. Um, he hates police and the police hate him. Believe me, with a rabid white hot hatred. Um, the, the white hot hatred of a thousand sons, basically. And, um, so, you know, if, if you gotta change your name, in order to get somewhere, that, that's a that's a big red flag right there. But um, anyway, like you, you were both talking about earlier, you know, these people are, are we're playing like almost like we're playing uh, whack a mole. You know, they all of a sudden the head pops up and you you whack it and, to, and it's I don't know. I kind of find comfort thinking about that <laughs> with this situation. But um, anyway. Uh, so these people are starting to expose themselves. They're start, starting to come out of the holes and, and peek around and, and become more vocal and everything. And here's a prime example of it. You know, I never knew before last week that Bill de Blasio, that wasn't his real name, that he changed it from something else. I never knew about his parents being Marxist and losing their jobs with the government, which they would have back in that day. Um I never knew that he went down and supported the Sandinistas down in Nicaragua during the uh, that war down there. Uh, and I've known people from Nicaragua that, whose parents escaped from there and brought them to the States. And it was not a pretty thing that happened down in Nicaragua. It really wasn't with Daniel Ortega and everything. And um, So here you got a prime example of what, what Democrats do. Um, if you If something doesn't work, you just put a new packaging on it. It's, it's like regifting, basically. Um, you take the same thing that doesn't work and you put a new package on it. You put a new wrapping on it. Um, uh, if you didn't like it at Christmas time and you wanted to give it away for somebody's birthday, you just put birthday paper on it. It's, well, you know, Shazam. You got a brand new present to give to somebody. But, um, anyway, um, so that's, that's what they do is they, they repackage the same old garbage. And you know who else does that? The devil does that. Because the devil's only got so many schemes up his sleeve. Okay, Satan only has so many schemes up his sleeve. But because people tend to remember stuff, um, for the most part, I mean, history repeats itself because people don't study this. But um, so what he does is he just takes something. Let's take alien abduction, for example. Been going on since before the flood Genesis. Um you know, the angels came down and took wives of whoever they chose. After the flood, it happened. It's been happening all through history, all through the medieval times. Peter warned about it, uh, saying that a man, uh, excuse me, that a woman should have a man over her in leadership because of the angels. Okay? And nowadays, because we're so technical and so smart and so sophisticated, it's got to be somebody from outer space that's coming and taking them. No, it's the same fallen angels that have been doing it for the last 5,000 years. And, you know, it's it just, 
Satan will always package something in a different package, but it'll still be the same thing that he's been doing all along. And and that's that's how we know he's insane, because he tries to do something that hasn't worked a thousand times, and he tries to do it again. Yeah, albeit under different circumstances or under a different package, but and it fails again. And people fall for it constantly. You know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, it talks about there's nothing new under the sun. But if you keep reading it, it basically says this, and I'm going to paraphrase. It says that, almost suggests that mankind or men are not able to to comprehend or, or to um, to fight the urge to, to do stupid things all over again. Um, it's in our nature, and it's just something that we fail at over and over again. And it never will be fixed, of course, until the return of Yeshua, and, and especially with the uh, the new heaven and the new earth. That'll that'll be something of the past. Uh, people that are born during that time, if people will be born during that time, I don't know, um, will um, you know will will not know that. Um, and that's a good thing because they won't have to worry about it. But um, anyway, it's just. Then this is what the Democrats do. Now, um, if you want to, another thing that uh, Yeshua talks about, um, if the if a man would, would have known when somebody was going to break into his house, he'd be ready for him. Okay, so I think one of the most important things about reading scripture and studying human history in general is knowing how flawed people are. My dad always used to say that it's a wise man that can learn from his mistakes, but an even wiser man that learns from the mistakes of others. And that's what history is all about, learning about the mistakes that other people made. And if people would just study history, um, read their scripture, and see all the mistakes that Israel made, because if you want to keep from making mistakes, you can find just about any mistake that you're going to make in the annals of scripture somewhere. Some guy has done it. And uh, so it's... um, so what I'm saying this for is because if you have no hope, you can have hope because you can you can kind of figure out what's going to happen next by reading scripture and watching what people do and comparing what people are doing today to what people did in the past. And, and the same thing with history books, too. Um, and seeing the mistakes that they made and hopefully ward off yourself making that mistake or be prepared when someone else is about to make that mistake. And I mean someone else like somebody um, in high-ranking politics or something like that. And you can know. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll use the example of recent history, toilet paper. Remember when it all ran out? <laughs> Nobody could find toilet paper anywhere. And it was, and it happened when they said that there was going to be a lockdown. So I was reading Facebook the other day, and a coworker of mine, who I've never met, but you know we have a lot in common, um, and and so we became friends online. I think I, I did meet her on the phone. I talked with her about something union related, but um, anyway, uh, she, uh, we, you know, we were sharing back and forth on Facebook and stuff like that, and. Um, we were, were able to ascertain what what the union is going to do next, or what our what our employer is going to do next, because of what uh, the kind of the the dumb things that they've done in the past, you know, and uh, and not putting anything past them um, that they'll they'll do anything they can. And uh, if you've worked for any large entity, I think like we're all doing right now, 
um, you know that um, there are some people that are higher up there that aren't shouldn't be there first of all but they're there because they know somebody or, or for some other reason and but they're not able to make correct decisions so well what, what, that's that's a good way to to, uh, to to keep away from fear too is that knowing that the people that are making these decisions uh, are, are are very fallible and that you can kind of second guess what they're going to do because if it's something unbelievable and something that you would never do, they're probably going to do it. Okay. And, and just knowing that you can prepare and part of, uh, being a preparatory kind of person is, um, basically you, um, I don't want to say you save your own bacon because, you know, it's the Lord that ultimately, that, that ultimately works things out for us. But, um, he expects us to, um, to prepare. Um, and hence I go back to that. If the, if the man who got robbed knew he was going to get robbed, he would have been ready for the robbers. Um, so anyway, I think what I'm trying to say is that, um, we have to, we, we can, ward off fear, ward off hopelessness by knowing that if we do the right thing and we're two steps ahead of what the other person is doing, the, the person that might have, who's doing whatever he is that might affect you, um, if we're two or three steps ahead of that kind of person, um, we can remain ahead by just um, being, prep, being prepped for what they're going to do. Um, uh, what are some examples? Um, famine. Okay, they're always telling us, you know, make sure you have uh, what two or three weeks worth of food in your closet in case the you know the martial law or whatever. You know, okay, well there's some good advice right there. So then you, if you have all that prepared, you don't you don't have to worry or you're you know there's no fear of uh, starving. Uh, the toilet paper thing, you know. Yeah, if it's not in supply, well, you know, you're, you're out of luck. But um, the next time it becomes available, start stocking up on it. Um, just think of all the necessities that you have and stock up on them, and that way you won't lose hope when all this stuff goes on. You'll be sitting back pretty while everybody else is wondering where they're going to get their stuff from. And and that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be a uh, hoarder either. It means you're supposed to help people out when that, times like that happen because there are people that can't think for themselves and can't deduce what's going to happen in the future. But um, I know that, uh, you know, here in our household – you know, we're always trying to think ahead of time. We're always trying to think a month, two months, three months ahead of time um, what to do. And, um, and and so far it hasn't failed us. You know, that's all I can say is the proof is in the pudding. So um, anyway, I know I've been speaking on uh, aimlessly, but uh, um, so the the, the uh, fear factor, the um, the hopelessness, you know, do you feel hopeless? Well, yeah, you might right now, but... Um, what I want to say is real quick is before this, um, um, a whole election mess is over with, um, you know, we, I asked one lady one time about, she was from Armenia and I asked her what she thought about the press and she said, the press only tells you what they want you to know. And boy, is that true. And, um, and especially like you were talking about, Eric, you got away from the press, you got away from the mainstream media and you, and you're watching and listening to uh, alternatives and it helps you to understand things a lot better. 
Um, so it's it's all according to where we're getting our information from. But um, with this this whole thing is what a lot of people don't realize is that yes, right now. Um, if this was a, a whole process, this whole election thing, we're probably about ending the first, uh, the, the first, uh, 33% of the process. Okay, there's still 66% of the process that's, that's remained to go. Okay. Um, we're talking about, uh, I, personally, I think Trump is, and his, and his legal team are losing in, in the smaller courts so that it forces them, the, the bigger courts to accept their cases. Yes. Um, I, I could be totally wrong about that, but I think that's what's happening. And because once once you lose a case and, and, and you're in that process, it's a lot easier to go to a higher court than it is to apply to the higher court in the first place. But if you have an appeal, you can go to a higher court. Um, and then if that were to fail, I mean, if, if the Supreme Court were to say, well, you know what, uh, we don't want to be responsible for all the rioting that's going to go on out in the streets. And we really feel that we would be if we were to make a decision. And uh, so we're just, we're not going to touch this. There's a little thing called the 12th amendment that the writers of the uh, constitution or those that put that amendment in there after that, I should say, put in for a reason. And what we're going through is exactly the reason why they put that there. And that basically states that if it can't be worked out through the courts or anything else, that it goes to the House of Representatives. Now, right away, you're going, oh, the great, because the House of Representatives is mostly Democrats. So, you know, what chance does Trump have there? No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. The way it works is that one representative comes from the legislature in that particular state, is sent to Washington to represent that state. And that person gets the vote, whether he wants Joe Biden or whether he wants uh, Donald Trump or whether the state wants, I should say. It's probably the right way to say it. And turns out that, uh, well, I've heard 28 and I've heard 38 uh, or 37, rather. Um, state legislatures are Republican. So right yep. there, right there, Trump wins. Okay. So if you're feeling hopeless about this and you're feeling that, you know, oh, <laughs> there goes the country, you know, we might as well. We're going to become a banana republic and, you know, uh, FEMA camps are going to be set up and stuff like that. Well, it may not happen in the near future, the FEMA camp stuff. That might be further down the road. And, and we don't even know if that's true. But, um, you know, so there's a process that that will ensure that Trump wins what we need to be doing is, first of all, writing to President Trump and encouraging him to stay in this and to not give up. Because I'm sure he thinks every day, should I give up? Um, and, but I don't think he will. I don't think he's that kind of person. Um, and um, what I've been doing is been, I've been interceding for, for the American people because if, if, any, if any nation deserved to, to uh, endure the wrath of God, it's the United States. Um, and as Brian has mentioned in the past, one of the things that has saved our bacon, so to speak, uh, to use an unkosher term, um, is that uh, our, our undying support for Israel. And uh, we've been very good to Israel. We've find, uh, we've um, supported them financially, militarily, and um, and in prayer a lot of times. So um, we need to be um, praying that, you know, please, Lord, like, like Daniel did in Chapter 9, you know, please, Lord, do not. 
do not destroy our nation. Think about the righteous people that live here. Think about your people and have mercy on your people. And, um, and also, uh, encourage the president and, uh, and just pray that he takes the right avenues and listens to the right people, which I think he's doing now. I think he's, he's purged just about everybody he has to. Um, I heard the other day that he, uh, he purged a lot of people in the Pentagon. Um, so I don't, I don't know how true that is, but, um, there was a, uh, there was a group of advisors in the Pentagon. One of them was Henry Kissinger, of all people. Um, <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. And, uh, people like that, I think there was like 30 or 40 people that he purged from that, that committee. Um, and they're, they're no longer there anymore. And that's, that's another reason to have hope and to lose the <clears throat> hopelessness because, uh, uh, Trump, believe it or not, I do think knows what's going on and knows how to take care of it. We just have to pray that the good Lord above is um, is with Trump and is with us and um, that it is his will for us to continue on for however long that may be until, you know, his his purposes are accomplished. And I think Mark Taylor uh, elaborates a lot more on that than I, I have. But um yeah, he has. And, and also QAnon has echoed that, you know, what you're seeing played out is actually, a, a, in a sense, it's already done. It's, right. it's a movie being played out, which is, it's mind-boggling uh, almost to think in those terms. But this is this is something that's already done. <laughs> but right. It, I, but, to, but to say it almost, it sounds insane. But yet, here you are. Uh, the things that are happening are playing out just as Q has said. I want to bring up just one, going back to one thing again about Biden, if I could for a second. Sure. Uh, so I said yeah, that Biden, Biden fractured his leg, right? He uh-huh. he, fra- he had a fracture in his foot or leg. I can't remember, depending on what the article is. Some say it's his foot. Some says it's his leg. Um, uh, he supposedly injured it while playing with his dog. <laughs> okay. No, no, I just had a a friend of mine just sent me this. Uh, He said, do you remember when Q said that every dog has its day and then 30 days later McCain died on National Dog Day? So Q had said that about McCain, that every dog has its day and 30 days later McCain died. And he's basically saying, I wonder what dog reference and bad ankle joke might be used for Sleepy Joe. So I am wondering, like I, I have have said before, you know, when John McCain, you know, supposedly, you know, was wearing a ankle or a, a leg brace, right. it was basically being stated that he's actually wearing a ankle monitor bracelet uh-huh. on on the ankle, but he's using the the boot to cover it up because he got caught wearing the boot on different legs. That subject was only supposed to be one leg that was actually broken or had a had had, had an injury to it. Yeah, I seem to remember I, that. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying to you is, I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden is already has the ankle bracelet on. Mm-hmm. So whatever destination he has is is already set. Right. So he's not going to make it, guys. Yeah, I believe and, it. Um, who knows? Maybe 30 days from now. I, I don't know. I can't say for sure. But maybe, you know, they announce, you know, he has COVID and he died or, you know, something happens and he passed away. Uh, kind of the Rommel method, you know, like the Nazi Rommel. Sure. You, yeah. uh, you, 
someone that has dishonored their country and done all these bad things, instead of, you know, uh, bringing that fully to light, you allow them to um, basically be put to death, but then they're given a, a honorable death to the public as the perception um, so that his, you know, his dignity to some degree can go out uh, intact. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that that could play out because they did that with McCain. Um, cause we know, um, that, you know, they said he died of, a uh, what was it? Brain cancer, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had an, um, yeah. Yeah. But we can go John, on about that. Yeah. Right. But John, but they admitted on CNN when they were talking to the, the former Republican governor. Now I think John Kasich from Ohio, they were asking him some question about it and, Kasich had responded to him that it had been 24 hours since John McCain had been put to death. He right. He said that on the air on CNN. Right. So right. I, I, I do think this is a, this is the way they're they're handling some of these people that have basically committed treason against the United States. We we know his dealings with Ukraine, his connections to China. Uh, to China. Um, I think he's in trouble, and you know we may just see a situation where you know he just doesn't he doesn't make it. You know. Yeah, and that, that could so, quite possibly happen. You know, that's a possibility. I can't say it's 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 concrete yeah. at this point, but you know, given the pattern I've seen with that uh, with McCain and even uh, George H. Bush um, in his funeral, I think he was also put to death personally. Um, yeah, he was given the Rommel treatment because we know his connections to the CIA and most likely to JFK. Um, oh yeah, he could. Yeah, he had JFK killed for sure. Yeah. Um, I know that um, one of the Anons came out the other day and came out with a, um, a revealed what was on those little cards that was were in the envelopes at the uh, George H. W. Bush funeral, and basically it was just a few words and it says they have it all. Sorry, uh, G W G H W B, you know. <laughs> And that's they have it all. Yeah, they have it all, like all the evidence, and so I think that he um, he really spilled his guts, and and uh, also I heard that um, his son, the other um, the other Bush, uh, yeah, uh, ex president, that he flipped and uh, revealed a lot of stuff too, and was promised that uh, he would be spared if he if he uh, gave out all the information and everything else. Right? So. Yeah, he's 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 quacking like a duck. Uh, turning on everybody, and I thought it was interesting when Joe Biden win, he congratulated him, but he said, "Let Trump um, has have you know have his opportunity to go through the votes." Right, right. <laughs> I thought, huh, that's that's strange. <laughs> yeah, why really. why would why would you say that? Because he already knows. He already knows. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And, and and the same thing that goes for you can tell the certain um, leadership uh, uh, presidents of other countries. You can tell the ones that are the traitors because they're congratulating Joe Biden on uh-huh. being the next president. But then there are certain ones that are saying, "Nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna congratulate him yet. We're gonna let the uh, the process, the constitutional uh, process, of the United States unfold, and then you know whatever that brings about, then we'll we'll yeah. congratulate then." So they know. I, I wonder what's going to happen to uh, Biden's double because um, he clearly and I think Brian would agree with this, too, that uh, Biden has a double 
that looks nothing well it looks like him a little bit but uh, there are some very marked differences wouldn't you agree Brian is it possible yeah yeah, yeah I do I, I think he does have a double um, I think he's had one for a while more than one yeah so because uh, there's some certain times when he's speaking he's he's more coherent than that we're not used to it's like why is he so coherent and so articulate. He's not like that. He stumbles and stammers all the time. Then all of a sudden, he's totally normal. Right. So yeah, I think I think it's got a double totally. And, Hil- and Hillary you know, did uh, as, Hillary did as well. Yeah, had a, du- had I mean, a double. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, that as far as the you know the aspect I look at too with this whole thing. And it's hard for me not to think about it, is the Christian community in our country has pretty much failed. Uh, uh, pretty much failed. Got a pretty much an F or a D minus in standing up for the Lord in these states. And, uh, you know, I could see the first two weeks or a month of COVID, even up until the end of May. But after the end of May, we pretty much knew that this disease wasn't as deadly as they said it was going to be. And then we, you know, pretty much the church just caved and went along with the state. And it kind of reminds me of how the church is probably going to be during the tribulation. They're going to go along, the false church, that is, is going to go along with the Antichrist and the false prophet. And uh, we want to talk a little. I just want to throw some out there if it's okay with you guys. Yeah. I think, you know, in the light of all this. Uh, what's going on. It breaks my heart to see what's going on, but God's got a bigger plan, and if Trump doesn't win, I think he's going to, but if he doesn't, I'm thinking to myself, how close is the rapture? How close is us, the believers who know the Lord in our hearts throughout this world, how close is he to coming back, to taking us home? You know, and I I think of uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter of the Bible. And it talks about all these Christians in that chapter that, 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 you know, did mighty things for God, like David with the lion and Goliath and things like that. But then it goes on in the same chapter later on, and it talks about all these Christians that were suffering, living in holes in the ground, destitute, sure. ill-treated, mistreated. Uh-huh. And then it says, at the end of that chapter, it says, um, of whom the world was not worthy. For if they were looking of a kingdom of their own, they would return to it. But they were looking for a kingdom that would come out of heaven. And uh, and so, as as the believers, as all of us being Christians, um, part of me knows that uh, obviously Biden is trying to steal the election, and I want Trump to win, obviously. But the other part of me, the other side of my Christian side, my faith side, says. Well, God's in control. It says in Psalms that he puts kings in charge of, of, of peoples and, and he, moves, he moves them around like pawns on a chessboard. And if Biden gets in there, if he does, how close is it to the Lord coming back? And I say that because of the things that he wants to implement in our, and take away our constitutional rights. And basically, for the new world order, which the Antichrist will eventually run himself, in order for that to work, the United States has to be taken out of the picture, either militarily or politically or both. There's no way that system's going to work 
with the way we are right now. Right. There's just no way. And the, everything that's happened since March, it's actually for 40 years, but since March is to take that system down. Hmm. And then we have the deep state in America, but it's actually the deep state of the world. Right. And it's run from Europe or the Middle East. There's people that we don't even know about that live in another part of the world that are orchestrating all of this against Trump, not just the Democrats, but even higher than them um, that are just evil people that want to say, we need to take America down or we can't implement a one world order because they want America first. And that doesn't fit. And so saying all that is our Lord is about to come back. I believe and I could be wrong that we are the generation that's going to see his return. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm 62. I believe in my lifetime, I will see that. And yeah. unless you're raptured, unless you're raptured. And so, and uh, I, I believe, well, I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about is I, I believe that's going to happen. And um, all this stuff that's happening is all part of that. Now, God can have mercy on us and give us another four years or eight years or 12 years, but we don't have a lot of years left. And my heart breaks because the church in these last days is so um, worldly, so fleshly, so mediocre and milquetoast that it won't stand up. And and we're afraid of a virus it's Which, a five hundred one c three corporation. Yeah, exactly, Eric. That's and, that's and that's the say, problem. It's a business, right? And let's just say the virus was really bad, as they say. Then we would be locked down completely. There would be no stores open. There would be no gas stations open. There would be no big banks open. There wouldn't be any liquor stores or pot houses. If it was a real pandemic, it would be completely locked down. But it's not, and they're using it to bring in this new world order and to crush our spirit in America. Right. You know, and so that's that's what's going on. And I I believe that the Lord's about to come back, and um and this is all setting up for that. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of times when, when things like this happen, it's that um, when people, um, and I'll use the case of when the 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 towers came down in 2001 people flocked to church i mean it didn't last very long let's be honest you know they they just went uh, because they thought that you know life was coming to an end as we know it and then when things returned back to normal they they were to return back to their lives but um things have to get so bad that um that you know it's a it's a continual um hardship you know, it, it's going to have to be something that lasts for a long, long, well, not a long, long time, but, you know, at least a few months. Um, and, and the Lord always uses that, it seems, anyway. Uh, there, there are probably cases where it doesn't, but uh, he always does that to enlarge his church. Um, because when people, um, let, let's face it, we live in a, right now we live in a fast food uh, world. And, I mean, everything's fast food. Uh I know me, when I order something online, if I don't have it within five days, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what happened to it? You know, I ordered this. They promised that I was supposed to get it three days ago, and I didn't get it. Where is it? You know, and things like that. It's a natural order of things, and that's that's why. But anyway, 
Um, so we live in this fast food, fast paced world where, you know, we, we ask for something or get order something one day and we get it the next. And, and we, we, we tend to forget that God doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, God does things on his timetable and his timeline, just, just like you were talking about, Brian. And, um, and when people who have normally gotten everything they wanted when they wanted it, stop getting everything they want when they want it, and, and they have no place, no discourse, no, no place to go to, um, in order to, to rectify that situation, um, right away anyway, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna start thinking that maybe, uh, maybe there's something to, this Jesus, maybe there's something to what the Christians have been telling me all these years, you know, maybe, maybe I ought to look into that, you know, and, and at, at first it's going to be out of selfishness um, because, you know, they're going to be trying to replace their fast food world with, uh, with, with the Lord. But uh, after a while, hopefully anyway, um, it'll stick um, and it'll, it'll be something that people will really, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but it took me a while after I became a believer to realize that, you know, God doesn't work on my timetable. He works on his own. And um, and hopefully people will, God will will grant them a special, uh, I'm thinking of a word, dispensation or a special grace to where they'll be able to accept the fact that they're, they, they're not going to get it on their terms. They're going to get it on his terms. And... Um, What's the old saying? Good things come to those who wait, and it, it's so true, you know. And, and people need to, to learn that that's that's the that is the real kingdom living is um, is is asking for something, and you may not get it at all. You know, it might not be something that that the Lord has for you to have. Um, and and then we got to differentiate between uh, needs and wants. You know, and I, I do that in the store a lot. You know, um, I should do it even more than I do. Um, you know, I'll be walking down an aisle and I'll see something that, hey, that would be really, really nice to have. And then, you know, then I start thinking about, okay, well, our budget. You know, let's just think about our budget. Is it something that I need or something that I want? And I'll look at it for a minute and I'll say, ah, well, you know what? Uh, I could live without this. You know, and then I put it back up on the shelf and, you know, continue my merry way down, down the aisle through the rest of the store. But, um, I think that if we, if we approach things with the, with that, that, with that attitude of realizing that, you know, that God is God no matter what we want. Um, and, you know, I'll be the first one to say that I used to be the kind of person that, um, and, and I've noticed myself do it still to some degree, but not nearly like what I used to do. Is I'll ask for something, you know, I'll say, you know, Lord, you know, um, I can't think of an example right now, but, and, but I used to be that I, I don't know, put like him on a time scale, you know, um, okay, I'm going to ask for this. And if I don't get it within a certain amount of time that I think is reasonable, then I'm going to go out and get this myself. And I did that a lot when I was younger. And boy, I'll tell you, I had to really be humbled because, um, um, I, I use this phrase all the time, and Eric, you've heard it a lot, and you'll probably hear it a lot too, um, Brian. But um, I, I live in a, a world where God does things at 11:59 and 59 seconds, um, and, and I've learned to kind of come to accept that. I'm not totally there yet, but um, 
you know, I, I've learned to realize that I, I have to many times wait for his timing, or all the time, actually, you have to wait for his timing. And um, But uh, it's rough. It really is because, you know, I've got plans in my own head of things that I want to do and when I want to do them and how I want to do them. But I have to wait until I am given the provision and and the um, and the means to be able to do it. And I'll tell you, it's it's one of the hardest things in my life is is waiting, you know, trying to get trying to get something accomplished or or seeing the results of prayer or something before eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds. And uh, um, I don't know if either of you can relate to that, but uh, it's uh, and I and I think it you know you can go back to your childhood and you know a lot of people uh, a lot of psychiatrists will always get somebody to blame stuff on their mother and father you know that's the Freudian thing to do your reason that you're messed up is because your mother and father um, but anyway no um, when I was um, when my parents had separated when I was twelve. I, I distinctly remember, I could remember him saying it and then walking out after he said it. Um, my dad says, well, now you're going to have to be the man of the house. And I took that seriously. I took it literally. If you knew my dad, whenever he said something, you took it literally or else. Um, but anyway, um, and, and ever since that time, I, I knew that I had to be in charge of my family and, and to take care of them and, and things like that. And, um, it, it really, um, I have to say, messed me up for a lot of my life because I realized that, you know, I'm, if I'm going to be a man, I'm going to have to be the man and I'm going to have to take on a lot of responsibility. And um, I kind of grew up a little too fast, I think, is what would happen. But um, so anyway, that's where that mentality came from. Uh, you see a need, you want to meet the need and you're going to meet the need no matter what you got to do to meet it so that you got you're ready to meet the next need when it comes along. And, um, but, uh, the Lord always says that he, he doesn't give us stuff that, um, that we can't handle and that if it is something that seems like we can't handle it, he always finds a way of escape or I, I interpret that as a way to, um, to cope or a way to, um, solve the problem or, or whatever, you know, so he, he's faithful and just to, to give us our provision uh, no matter what, so to speak. So um, I have to learn now with this election thing. It's like I have to walk away from it sometimes. I just have to, every time I get the little thing on my watch that tells me, hey, there's a new news thing, you know, not to look at that, not to worry about it. Um, I'll look at it later when I get home or maybe I'll look at it tomorrow morning or something like that because, you know, I, I, I'll bet you bottom dollar that, uh, the minute I read that, 20 minutes later, another article is going to come out saying something contradictory. And these are from good news sources. So um, anyway, I think that um, what we're going to, a lot of what we're going to have to do is um, let go and let God. And that doesn't mean that we don't do anything. Um, I have a, a relative that I've been contending with lately, and she uh, basically is, is against all the QAnon stuff. She's um, basically saying, telling me in, in emails and stuff that uh, the only thing we're responsible for doing as Christians is um, is preaching the gospel and praying for others. And 
And I told her, and I wrote back to her, and I said, well, if that was true, then you'd still be bowing to the queen, and I would probably be uh, the lampshade in some little girl's room in Germany somewhere, you know? Um, No, you have to fight evil when it comes. You have to stand up against things, you know, and 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 all, and as the Lord leads, of course, you know, um, you have to pick your battles. There, there are, there are things that are required in the natural, uh, right? They just are. You know, I even saw uh, a quote. You know, I don't fight the person in front of me because I hate that person. I fight that person because it's the people standing behind me that I love that I care about. Right. Right. So, I mean. Well, you know, that's, I, that, that that statement that she makes is is, is a, just a complete. Um, it's a cop out, is what it's it a is. Defeatist at, at, uh, uh, attitude. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you know, I think about you know, and 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 I know that you know everybody here can relate. Um, the three of us, I mean, the audience probably too, but um, you know, we we have to. We're well, especially Brian and I. You know, we're getting up there in, in age. We're not old by any means you know but we're older and um we have to to remember that we have to leave this world in a kind of a fairly decent shape for those who that that are following us you know you eric for your children and later your grandchildren uh, brian for your 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 girls and your grandchildren and and me for my step daughters and step grandchildren you know we we have to to make sure that when we're gone, that they have a fairly decent life, or at least a chance to um, to to maintain a fairly decent life. Um, you know, we've we've had it pretty easy, um, Brian and I and you, Eric, and um, so to speak. You know, a, a lot easier than many people in the world have had it. Most of the people in the world, and. Um, but things are things are changing a little bit, little by little. Um, the America that we're grow, we grew up in is not the America our parents grew up in, and that was not the America that their grand their parents grew up in. And um, you know, freedoms have gradually been lost um, over the last hundred 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 fifty years. And um, but it's our responsibility to um, what does the scripture say? A man that doesn't take care of his family is less than a worth of worse than an infidel or something like that you you have to at least try to to make things better uh, make the world better a better place or or at least keep it where it is so that when the, the other generations come that um, and and you got to admit that these this this um, these millennials and and uh, generations that follow do they think of things uh, different ways you know um, they they uh, they don't think like we do, and um, and our our kids and grandkids are growing up in 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 that generation, and we'll be growing old with that gener those generations, and um, they're going to have to be pillars in the community like we have never been, you know. So um, we have to uh, we have to fight um, and have a righteous anger and indignation over this evil that's coming against the world mm-hmm. if not for ourselves but for for the ones that we leave behind i don't know if you guys agree with that but it's the way i feel anyway awkward silence yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. what he said yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i you know personally uh, dave i don't 
I don't know if I'm even going to get an opportunity to even be a grandparent at this point. Um, not that I'm 100% correct, but um, I think we're a little further along in the timeline um, from my personal perspective as far as where we're at in history. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we have far to go yet, or long, or long, that long to go, um, mm-hmm. as far as um, you know, proceeding into the end time events. You know, I, I just look at Trump. You know, he came on the scene at a time that we are about ready to go over the cliff. This right. country, and it's not, you know, as Mark Taylor has always echoed, you know, it's not the people that are under judgment. It's the systems and the leadership that are over them in all facets of the society that are under judgment. Mm-hmm. So this is a time now where they're all going to get exposed, right, and dealt with. Right. And this goes for everything. This is politicians, globalists, um, heads of large corporations and, you know, Hollywood celebrities um, and even, you know, church clergy and seminaries across all spectrums of Christianity. Um, it's all going to get dealt with. And it's going to be a time of, um, you know, where the, the veil is pulled back and you see things as it truly is. And that each individual person standing can now see things as it should be or what has been transpiring. And it's given us an opportunity um, like I've said before, either to choose, you know, to stand in the camp of, camp of the Lord or you stand in the camp of the adversary. It's the splitting of the wheat and tares, the sheep and goats. You know, I've always talked about myself. Right. Um, um, you know, and I, I see it as a moment in time in history where um, it's being done this way because the most likely the end time harvest, I guess, is is going to start taking place probably pretty soon here. Right. Or at least, you know, from my perspective, that's kind of where I see it hitting at this point. And it could be, you know, in, you know, in light of the rapture, uh, it could be in light of, um, you know, that harvest taking place, you know, with the rapture taking prior beforehand. So you still have a reaping that of, of people that go through the Great Tribulation. Um, I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I do know this. You know, Dave, I've shared with you, you know, aspects of you know dreams and things that I've experienced in the last, um, I would say since probably about middle of 2019. Right. You know, I've been experiencing. Well, you know. It's funny, if you go on a YouTube, there's all kinds of people having the same type of dreams that I'm having, right? Uh-huh. And they're all correlating them to um, rapture dreams. In fact, it's off the Richter scale, and I've said this before. I think you really should go out to YouTube once. Just, just search rapture dreams once. Uh-huh. And it, it's, it is astounding what is taking place and and I'm looking at the timestamps of a lot of these and really a lot of it started really picking up in 2019, middle of 2019. And even 
some of them I came across were almost identical to the ones I've been experiencing. So right. again, I've always said my perspective from it is, you know, um, I'm not going in it, you know, I'm staying behind. Right. Not that I've done anything wrong. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, are from the ideological camp that, you know, if you don't go in this thing, then you have to suffer through this whole thing because you did something not right. Right. But the reality is, you know, Enoch was a righteous man and God translated and took him right to heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. Noah was also a righteous man, but he was called to go through the global flood and start a new world. Right. Right. But both were counted righteous. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's again, interesting. From, yeah. Yeah. So from my perspective, you know, I don't think we have long to go at this point. Right. Um, I really don't. And it may be the catalyst for um, Trump making America great again. If, you know, what I've always said that, you know, when this takes place, the Lord takes his, Satan counters and takes a larger portion of his, you know, you know, a lot of these new agers and globalist puppets, or not the puppets, but the people standing behind the puppets that have been running everything, they're taken, right? Right. And now there's this huge vacuum, you know, they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Then, the, and then the board is cleared and the pathway is cleared for Trump to do his thing, you right. know, right. right? With unimpeded because you, you've seen the last four years it's been insane you know i mean he's had to fight everything and i've always thought to myself well how is he really going to be able to do this you know exactly yeah unless some triggered event happens that basically deals with you know taking these systems out of place behind the scenes but then the puppets are all still standing there with no defense and i think that's how we end up having the you know the military tribunals and all this stuff and these people being brought to justice in, in that light. So yeah, there's something, something to consider. So, uh, uh-huh. well, even Brian, you've, you've echoed that, you know, you, I'm sorry. hold on. Siri thinks I'm talking to her again. Um, <laughs> uh, you've mentioned that, um, you know, you, you have the inkling or you've had, not, it's a bad word. Um, the, uh, the Holy spirit, um, urging that time is short and that, um, you know, we, we have to prepare. I think you, you've mentioned that, right? You've... Yeah. I mean, I base that on what God's showing me inside me in my spirit, but I also base it on scripture in Matthew 24 and in different places in scripture in Daniel chapter seven, Daniel chapter 11 and different places. Uh, there's a list of things uh, that will happen in the last days. Daniel right. wasn't allowed to see the very end. He was said the book was shut up. He wasn't supposed to be revealed. Well, the other half of that revealing happened in the book of Revelation. The thing he wasn't supposed to reveal or not to know was revealed through John in the book of Revelation. Right. So we have a lot of information. It doesn't say the exact day of the rapture when it's going to happen, but we have a lot of information in the scriptures when we're going to know it's very, very close. And Jesus even said, you know, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, diseases, viruses will increase. And there's always been earthquakes. There's always been wars. 
but the whole significance of those verses, especially in Matthew, is that they will increase like labor pains right before the uh, tribulation starts. And right. in my view, I, I believe we'll be taken out before the tribulation and the rapture. And, and there's a lot of scripture to go with that. I'm not going to get into it. But basically, the reason I feel like he's about to come back is because all the things that Jesus talked about that would increase are increasing substantially, like right. majorly increasing. And then on top of that, you have prophetic scripture being fulfilled on our news. One of them is when, is when Trump moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Israel. Mm-hmm. And that is the uh, recognizing Israel's capital as Jerusalem. It says Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling and stumbling before the world right. because they don't want to recognize it because the Palestinians want to take it as their own. And basically, in a nutshell, the Palestinians don't want an occupied territory. They want the whole thing. Right. The Arab nations around them don't want to share Israel. They want to destroy it and push him into the sea. That's yep. really what they want. Yeah. What you hear on television about all this peace is just a bunch of lies. No, nothing true about it very, all. The, very, the scripture is very clear. And so I take all these things. Um, in Book of Daniel, it says, I can't think it's chapter 11, I think, says men will go to and fro. The word to and fro doesn't mean just they go. It means they will travel and they will right. travel far quickly you know and when that was written there was no cars there was no highways there were no trains and planes and all the stuff that we have now and it says also it says in that same passage that knowledge would increase right why would he put that in there? why would that be in the old testament so knowledge increase if you look that up it means knowledge will increase substantially in a short period of time yeah and basically i i used to teach prophetic classes about end time prophecy and it's been a while since i've looked this stuff up but basically everything we have now the knowledge of all that we have will double in six months mm-hmm. that's in medicine that's in tech it like you eric that's yeah. in everything it, it, it and it's doubling more and more because of computers and which god yeah. has blessed us with but cursed us with. it's it you know so, i work i work in technology and i i i've always seen you know technology as a potential blessing but i the more i go along with it and I, I see the end game of where it's all going um right i've always talked about this a little bit uh you know they want mass consolidation of all you know information information technology into cloud computing and i think i've mentioned this to you guys before yeah um basically no longer having your own control of your own data within your own data centers. They want the mass consolidation in, into, into virtual cloud systems like Amazon and Microsoft and all this. But the problem is, is once you have your data in there, it's kind of entrapped in there and it's hard to get out and it's expensive to get out. Right. So it's all, it, it, they entice you to get in, but then you're kind of locked in. Um, but then, then they have ownership of your data. They control you. They can run analytics against it. You know, that in conjunction with uh, AI and everything that they want to, you know, put in place eventually, it's literally when you think about it, it's it's the Antichrist, <laughs> semiconductor beast, Skynet, 
you name it, system. I mean, that's the that's the end and a game and rainbow of that kind of stuff. So right, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, and to, to, yeah, to finish my thought. Um, so I feel like you guys do. You feel it in your spirit. Something's going on. It's close. But also in the scripture, like I said, it's very plain and written down for us in black and white and red that what's going to happen right before he returns. And he even says in uh, different passages, I think it's in Peter or Timothy, I can't remember which one it is right now, that Christians aren't supposed to be surprised when it happens, when the rapture happens, because we should be looking for it. Right. And, and he even says, if you see the fig tree and it's dropping its leaves or changing color, you know the seasons. Yeah. Even so. We'll we're going to know the season. Like, Not necessarily the, right. know the date, but the season. Right. And honestly. So we're, yeah. I, and I, we don't, may not know the exact day, or, but we know within, I think, a few years or less. And, um, and that's why we're to watch prophecy and we're to watch scripture unfold and study it and know it. Because if you, what gets rid of fear, and God doesn't want us to fear, and that's what's happening. The Democrats are making us fear on purpose. The right. media is pushing fear because when you are in fear, you can be controlled. But if you know the scriptures and you know what God says is supposed to happen, you should not be afraid. And there's a lot of belief. And right now, the churches are mostly shut down or really limited. So people in our churches are in fear because nobody is teaching them this. And if they are teaching them, it's watered down because they don't want to offend people. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that God is in control. This is part of his plan. If you're a believer in the Lord tonight, he's coming for you. And you're going to go to heaven whether you like it or not. And he's got a place for you that he's building for you because Jesus said that he was doing that. So if you're listening to this tonight and you're out there and you're full of fear about your job or about work, I mean, uh, the, the virus and your maybe family members, just remember, it says in Psalms 3 that God watches over you and even wakes you up in the morning. And while you're sleeping, he's protecting you and keeping you safe and watching over you while you even sleep. Right. So I say all this because it's all about fear right now. And that's how the devil works. He works by fear and intimidation and lies. And the Democrats are using it as a playbook perfectly. And I would say again to the church out there, and I mean my brothers and sisters in the Lord, don't be afraid. Your Lord's about to come back. And until then, he's got your back. That's right. That's you know? right. Yeah, you know, the, um, they always use the... Um, the opposites, uh, love and hate. Well, actually, the uh, the opposite of uh, love is fear. Uh, hate is a manifestation of fear. You hate somebody because you're afraid of them or what they might do to you or whatever. You know, so um, that's important to remember is that if you're fearful, it's easier to hate than it is if you're not fearful. If you're not fearful, it's easier to love. Um it's easier to forgive. It really is. It's, um, uh, you know, I, um, <laughs> I deal with a population of people that is very, um, difficult to deal with. And, um, I see it all the time. I see the, the hatred and everything and, uh, for one, one for the other and, and vice versa. And, um, and I'm constantly 
talking to individuals that I, you know, I, I take care of or take care for. And um, I'm constantly encouraging them. Well, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't just worry about what they have to say. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe, you know, they're they're worried about something because if there's a place of fear, it's that place. But uh, uh, might be worried about a discharge date that it might not happen or they're or they're going to fail uh, some kind of exam that they're going to have to take in order to determine if they're eligible to, to be released. You know, there's a lot to worry about, you know, and I, I try to explain to a lot of them, you know, you just need to calm down, take it easy. You know, the guy might wake up tomorrow completely different, you know, so just avoid him today and see what happens. And, and uh, you know, more often than not, it's, uh, it's good advice. It works. It works great. And I think that um, we need to, uh, to practice that in our daily lives, too. I um, it, it's really easy to to uh to hate the democrats you know the i mean the leaders um you know the the higher ups and uh, because of what they say and what they do and things like that and and in some cases you know those are just plain evil people you know there's they just didn't wake up having a bad day they they were born with a bad life um born to perdition many of them and um you know so you got to just realize uh in that case that um that uh, God is using them for a plan, and that plan is to bring about his ultimate return. So, you know, that's I find that an easier way to excuse, not excuse, but uh, to forgive them for their behavior. Um, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I, to uh, to understand, maybe, is a better word, what, why they're doing what they're doing, and, um, and to realize that uh, the... Their end is going to be different than than our end. Um, our end is going to be spent an eternity with with the Lord that really loves us, that cares for us, that uh, loved us so much that He died for us, um, that uh, yeah. that He planned it out from the beginning before the uh, he, before He planned out uh, heaven and earth. Uh, he He planned out you and I, you know, all, all of us, uh, the three of us, and the people that are listening. You know, he planned out your life before every before everything. That's how much he cares about us. Before he even thought about making an earth, he thought about you. You know, and man, right. what a powerful thought that is. You know, the just to know that uh, you're, you're more you're more loved and and revered and respected by God than than all the cubic feet of dirt on the earth and and all the nations and, and everything else and. Uh, it just puts things in a whole different perspective. So, um, you know, if you're if you're fearful, if you're um, if you've lost hope, then uh, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll just consider these things that Brian and I and, and Eric have been talking about tonight, and know that um, everything happens for a reason. There are no coincidences in this world, in God's kingdom, and in His plans right. for mankind in this world, and. Um, and that'll help you to uh, to get through the daily drudgery of uh, the things that are, are placed against us or the misinformation that's disseminated to us every day in the press. And uh, that's funny if you if you say depressed like back east, it's uh, the news becomes more evident that it's depressing. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I just I just put that together. It's but. Um, 
Anyway, uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's, okay. it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, can, yeah. can I real quick read oh. a verse out of Psalms? Would that Please. Be okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it kind of is, I think, relevant. It's Psalms chapter three, verse one. Oh Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I was crying to the Lord with my voice, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me around about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For you've smitten all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessings be upon your people. Wow. So I just wanted to read that. That's wow, what a perfect way to end this kind of what's show. going on right now in the world. I mean, the Christians are hopefully are hearing that. That's what we need to focus on as believers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm done. No, 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 that's very good. That perfectly sums up everything that we've tried to accomplish tonight. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, uh, um, one of our listeners, uh, Wind Song, says, thank you, Brian, for the Bible quote. Um, there's been a lot of just inter- uh, interaction going on on the um, the, uh, the chat room, I just haven't been keeping up on it because I've been doing a lot of talking. But um, anyway, we have uh, some faithful listeners that are here every week. Um, and uh, you, you don't know, ladies, how much you're appreciated and uh, how much your your comments mean when you say them. And, and I can always count on these two ladies to... Um, to give me tech reports when uh, things don't sound so good and everything else. And and uh, they're very wise when it comes to uh, the things of the Lord and um, and the things that are going on that we talk about, very, very versed in the subjects that we talk about. So, um, ladies, you're very appreciated. And thank you so much for, for your additions to uh, the content of our show every week. You're, uh, you're appreciated more than, than I, sh- than I've given you recognition for. So thank you so much. Um, guys, we're almost at two hours. So, um, has anybody got anything else to add? Uh, nope. see, no, I, I don't think so. But, no. um, okay. Um, I'll cover it for the night. Yeah, <laughs> you go Trump. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we'll, we'll have another subject. I, I finally got a hold of Gordy Tong, and I'm going to talk with him some more about coming on. Um, you have heard Gordy, um, Eric, but uh, Brian hasn't. Uh, Gordy is a um, very interesting guy to listen to. He's he knows a lot about a lot about everything, actually. Yeah, I, lo- and, I enjoy thoroughly enjoy listening to him. Yeah, I do too. He's awesome. So um, I've got I just received Magic Jack today so I can call up uh, Canada for free and um, be praying, guys, because I've been um, asked to uh, be on a Zoom um, interview with uh, a UFO group up in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, I've accepted that and I'm going to 
that probably be in the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know ahead of time. And um, so that should be pretty interesting. Um, um, they're actually asking me after, you know, they talk with Jim and they talk with L.A. Marzulli. So um, I feel kind of honored. But um, anyway, uh, I'll put a plug in for the show, of course. And um, maybe we can get more people listening. Uh, we've got some wonderful listeners all, already and uh, are, are far more blessed than um, than I ever imagined that we would be. So uh, having said that, uh, guys, I just want to thank you. Uh, we've had a wonderful show tonight. And um, thanks that uh, uh, the content was, was excellent. It really was. And um, I just pray that, uh, you know, as we go through this, uh, the rest of this week and uh, next weekend, that uh, that you guys, uh, both of you and uh, ladies, you too, and uh, anybody else that listens, uh, just has a blessed week. And, and like we talked about, you know, uh, that uh, you definitely get the things that he knows that you need. And, uh, well, the wants, if, uh, if he thinks that you need those wants, then, uh, then that you'll get them. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's, let's start living in, uh, in more of a, um, uh, of a mode where we, um, uh, we're thankful for the, the needs that we receive and, um, the wants also, but uh, but that uh, we we realize that everything happens in His timing, and I know that we all will realize that. So, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fellas, uh, it's been a blessed time. Have a wonderful evening and uh, a wonderful tomorrow and rest of the week. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking much more uh, before we get back on next week. So, okie dokie. All right. All right. Good night, Dave. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.